Holy Orbit. Thanks for joining with us. All right, my guest is Herbal Gunsey, and he is the editor of Game Changer. Herbal, welcome to the show. Good to see you, Michael. Okay, give us some background on yourself, and I want to get into your book, uh, Game Changer, how it's relevant to American people today. Well, like you mentioned, I worked uh, 15 years for eight Turkish prime ministers uh, based at the United Nations. Uh, so I got to know lots of uh, leaders. And then um, over the years, because of my association with Daphne Barak, I got to know another two dozen head of states uh, through making documentaries or other things related to media. So based on that, I became an insider to many people, many heads of states, in a sense. Uh, so that's my life, basically. And then I ended up writing this game changer because um, I felt that I should write something for the American people, what I know, because there is no such information available in the uh, literature in America. Although I made my education here in in the States, from Boston University to University of Miami to uh, NYU, uh, political science throughout, BA and MA. And, uh, but as you know, the, uh, the faculty is mostly liberal. The books are liberal. And, and nothing, uh, nothing that I've, I wrote in this Game Changer uh, exist in America. Nobody talks about these things. These are realities. Whether it is Israel we are talking about, which I'm very close to Israel, than most people can claim to be. And uh, but uh, we, we have to put the realities in picture. But President Trump, for instance, and in what he's trying to do, and then he has to deal with all this hit job in this domestic politics where he can achieve so much with the players like Turkey, like Erdogan. Um, they may seem like er adversaries, but they are not. They play key role. And the United States needs to deal with these countries, whether it is Russia, whether it's Turkey, as much as China, India, and to a lesser extent, European Union, um, uh, or the Western Alliance partners, other ones. And they don't bring much to the table these days. So I wrote Game Changer to put it into perspective so that people can understand there are players out there that the U.S. needs to play with uh, for the sake of the, uh, you know, of security and prosperity in the country, in America. Tell me, let me jump in there for a second. Why do you say that Turkey is so much more important than, than the things that are happening with Russia, with China, with North Korea, with Saudi Arabia? Why is it so much more of a pressing issue with Turkey than any of the other, uh, other countries, include Israel? Sure. Uh, look, China is a present, clear and present danger, right? Like the book says. Uh, you, you, can, you cannot do anything about it. You have to deal with China. You have to establish a balance of power. You means United States, us. We have to establish a balance of power with China led East. We are the West, Western Alliance. Now, in order to establish a 
in order to establish a balance of power with China to have a, a secure world, you have to get rid of the uh, underbellies. Now, Turkey, you just mentioned a bunch of countries. Turkey has some something to do with four entities that are everybody knows of. One of them is Iran. The other one is Saudi Arabia, two problem areas at this time. The other one is Russia. The other one is European Union. All those countries, cluster of countries headed by Germany and uh, France. Now, what do these four countries have in common? They have in common Turkey. How? Think about the a table with three legs, that's a balance of power. In the Middle East, there are Arabs, there are Persians, there are Turks. Each one is over 100 million people. They make a table. And on the other hand, there's Russia, there's European Union, there's Turkey. That's another table with three legs. If you take Turkey out of this from two tables, what happens to, to these two tables? They fall. Whatever you put on it will fall down. So that's where Turkey is. Turkey is part of a balance of power between Russia, East European Union, and it's also balance of power between Arabs, Persians, and as a uh, Turkey, Turks. On the other hand, so unless these are underbellies for the United States, the sole superpower in the world, unless there is, they are in control of the United States. They are stable. They are prosperous. There is no wars. There is nothing that the China can come, or for that matter, India can come and undermine. Well, in the international system, as you know, powerful countries manipulate the system as best as possible for their own interest. So China and India, let's not forget India either, it's a billion people country, they will come and take advantage of the problems that are in the Middle East. And if Turkey is not on board with the Western alliance led by the United States, what happens? Or if there is a problem in Iran, what happens? China comes in and plays. What did President Trump say when he decided to sell $100 billion armament to Saudi Arabia of all things when Khashoggi, uh, brutal murder of Khashoggi took place? He said, hey, Apart from everything else, I'm going to sell this $100 billion stuff. Otherwise, India or China is going to sell it. So the point is, China, India will always come and undermine these soft bellies, which is Middle East and Europe, both of them. And Turkey is the only country in a position with economic military power, as well as other elements like religious element or historical elements, is the one who can stabilize this thing for the sake of the Western alliance. And Turkey is still in the Western alliance. So that's basically the importance of Turkey because of its geostrategic position, because of its economy by some British elements. It's projected to become the uh, number five biggest economy in the world within 10 years. On the other hand, similar or the military element. And so from all these perspectives, Turkey is very important. Turkey is also important for the security of Israel. Now we can go into that. That's another whole topic of an We can talk about an hour about that. But um, I can give you an example if you like.
Okay. Um, give us a brief one. Well, uh, simple. Right now, Israel, as you know, in 2009, uh, discovered hydrocarbon reserves in the eastern Mediterranean in its uh, continental shelf. That's 2009. Now, we are in 2019. Ten years later, Israel cannot sell this thing to anybody but to Egypt. I don't know if they start to sell to Egypt or not, but that's the only country that they can sell it to. Israel should have sold this thing, this hydrocarbons, within two, three years' times to Europe. Now, in the best estimates, best estimates, if everything goes well, they will be able to sell this thing with a so-called pipeline that will go 3,000 miles under the Mediterranean through Cyprus, Greece, and Italy. I don't know the exact path. But, and then sell it to Europe. And six years, they say. But that's, that's the best estimate that no one expects to complete it. It's a good estimate. It's 10 years. And it's not $7 billion. It, is, uh, it's lot, it will be a lot more than that. So it won't be economical. In other words, today, Russia supplies 30% of, will be supplying through Turkish pipeline, 30% of the Europe, European Union's energy needs. And Azerbaijan just completed a pipeline through Turkey going to Europe. It will supply as well. So when Iran and Iraq are not at war, they can also supply it because they have a pipeline. Why shouldn't Israel have a pipeline built within the two years and supply and be a competitor to Russia, to Azerbaijan, to Iran and Iraq with its hydrocarbon reserves and supply Europe at a competitive rate? You know, the, the time matters. Israel will take, it will take 10 years for Israel to ship it through pipeline economically. That's not viable. In the meantime, Russia is ready to ship this this winter, and Azerbaijan is ready ready to ship this winter. Forget about Iran or Iraq oil coming in. Nobody needs them at this time. With these two pipelines that are there, they can charge anything they want. So, two years for Israel to ship its hydrocarbons, and I know Israel. I know Israel very well, and with the documentary with Shimon Peres. President Shimon Peres, we called it Citizen Shimon. He was, it was his last interview with film Daphne and I. And we learned so much. We learned everything about Israel from his mouth, his perspective, too. And what we learned is that Israel can do 10 times more, can be 10 times better, but not the way it is uh, working right now. With uh, You know, it, it's, it's going to around the around the block to to achieve things instead of going directly. Got it. All right, that's all the time we have right now, Abel, but thank you so much for being a guest on our, on our show today. Yes, you're welcome. All right, you've been watching CEO Money with Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.